Blog Talk Radio. We know that quality care for your most precious gift is your highest priority. Worry no more. The Children's School offers early childhood education that counts. We provide a variety of learning activities to enable all of our children to grow and learn at their own pace. We ensure that quality attention is offered to every child. The Children's School provides a stable, fun, and safe learning environment for your child. Located in the Germantown section of Philadelphia, we accept children 6 through 5 years of age. We are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us today for a visit at 215-991-1767 or email us at children.blogtalkradio. Thirty-one questions for the Mukmanoon. Have you ever cried because of sins you have committed? Inshallah. Did Shaitan ever make you feel like the past can't be repented? Yes. Do you really love Allah or just words that you utter? Do you feel like your innocence has been drained by the gutter? Yes. Can you love sooner and still love to backbite? No. How many days you woke up Muslim and Kafir by night? Allahu Akbar. If you was on trial for being Mukmin, would they have enough evidence to convict you? If you die right now, how long would it take for the Ummah to forget you? Allahu Akbar. Can you answer the questions in the grave, or do you have to study for that test? Allah, I hope so. And what would be the words you utter at the moment of your last breath? What are you prepared to sacrifice for the sunnah? Did you ever take part in spreading the vicious rumor? If so, how far did it go? How many people really know? On the day of judgment, how many mukmans you going to host? Why are you the last to juma and the first to leave? Is that an indication of how much you really believe? Why do you say things out of your mouth that's not in your heart? Allahu Don't you know Mukmans live in the light and Kufars live in the dark? Um, I do. How can a month go by and you miss every salat? Where is your desire? Allahu Ah, you show for the fire. Muslims and Muslims, fill the Lord for more hopeful dreamer. It's either heaven or hell. My beat or the Dajel. Allah or Shaitan. Fly girl novels or ayahs of the Holy Quran. Standing on street corners at the end of the block. Or at the masjid making salat. You can either listen or turn your head. Because this earth is a paradise for the grateful dead. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Inna lil muttaqina mafaza. Hadaika wa a'naba. Wa kawaiba atraba. Wa ka'fan dihaqa. La yasma'una fiha lagwan wa la kithaba. Jazaa'an 
ربك عطاء حسابا رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما الرحمن لا يملكون منه خطابا السلام عليكم Brother, you heard the Dean Overdunia show? Dean Overdunia? That sounds familiar. Wait, hold on. Let me think. Dean Overdunia? Dean Overdunia? Yeah. Dean Overdunia show. Y'all heard about that joint. My man hosts that joint. Safe or hot. Mashallah. Mashallah. So you like the joint? I love it. What's your name? Noah. And what they listening to? Dean Overdunia. Salam alaikum. Michael Sanin. Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia show. Dean Overdunia show. I am Sister Aisha, and this is the Dean Overdunia show. Assalamu alaikum. This is your brother Saifu Haq, inviting all my brothers and sisters to go check out the Dean Overdunia movie, now available. On Vimeo on demand. That's V I M E O on demand for $9.99. And you can also get it on Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, go to Google and type in Vimeo on demand. Or you can go to Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, the Islamic movie of the year. Please support me. Check it out. Uh, Cover Girls is coming up next, inshallah. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ما بعد قال سبحانه وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد قال جل وعلا القارعة ما القارعة وما أدراك ما القارعة يوم يكون الناس كالفراش المبثوث وتكون الجبال كالإحن المنفوش فأما من ثقلت موازينه فهو في عيشة راضية وأما من خفت موازينه فأمه هاوية وما أدراك ما هي نار حامية قال جل وعلا فإذا جاءت الصاخة يوم يفر المرء من أخي وأمه وأبي وصاحبته وبني لكل امرئ منهم يومئذ شأن يغني 
وجوه يومئذ مصفره ضاحكه مستبشره ووجوه يومئذ عليها غبره ترهكها قتره اولئك هم الكفره الفجره respected ulama my respected elders my brothers my sisters my little ones assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh after praising the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending salutations on our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I begin as always by first thanking you my host for giving me this opportunity to convey the message of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I pray to the Almighty Allah that Allah accept this humble sacrifice of yours on a Saturday evening, the hour is about to strike nine, and as obedient servants, you sit patiently and have been for the past eight hours in the blessed house of Allah. May Allah accept these efforts of yours. And I pray to the Almighty Allah that Allah accepts these efforts of mine in trying to deliver the message of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as it was delivered on our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in its true and pure form over 1400 years ago. My young friends, let me take you back to July 1999. July 1999. And the false French prophet of the 16th century was on the lips of everybody, Muslim, non-Muslim alike. In every corner of the globe, they were talking about the false French prophet of the 16th century. He made it big time. They were talking about him in the news. They were talking about him on the chat shows, the radio. He made the headlines in the papers. Everybody was talking about Nostradamus and his prediction that the world was going to end. My young friends, in spite of the fact that Nostradamus, the false French prophet of the 16th century, made many a prediction, and in spite of the fact that many of the predictions Nostradamus had made proved to be wrong. In spite of this, my young friends, many people actually believed that the world was going to end the predicted day. Many kuffar began to look for safe havens, places places of refuge that will save them from the end. You had in the city of Leeds the New Age travelers sitting in a neat round circle in the center of Leeds with their luggage, their belongings, their heads down and they were waiting for the world to come to an end. And I still remember to this very day. And look how Allah works. 
in a miraculous way. That night, the predicted day, that night, it so happened that there was thunder. It so happened that there was lightning. And this increased fear in the hearts of the weak, in the hearts of those who believed, really believed, that the world was going to end the day Nostradamus predicted the world was going to end. I ask you, my young friends, that day came and went over 16 years now, 15 years. Did the world come to an end? Are you in doubt? <laughs> come on, guys. You're still here. I mean, look at you. You're still here. The world did not come to an end. And then, when the millennium was around the corner, again, the talk of the town was that the world was going to come to an end. The talk of the town, the millennium will bring with it the dissension of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. Isa salam will descend and this great battle will take place and the world will come to an end. Not only did some people actually believe in this, many from amongst the kuffar actually migrated, traveled to the blessed land of Palestine, to the Mount of Olives. Why? Because they wanted to be there. They actually wanted to witness the dissension of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. They wanted to treasure that moment. They wanted to see as Isa alayhi salam descending from the heavens on the wings of angels. My young friends, the millennium came and went. Year 2014, the month of August. Did the world come to an end? No. The world did not come to an end. Now, again, the talk of the town is the world coming to an end. With what is happening in the Middle East, you had the last few years the Arab Spring you had revolutions taking place in the land of Egypt. You had revolutions in Tunisia. You had a revolution in Libya. The current situation in the Middle East, the blessed land of Sham, and what is happening currently in the blessed land of Sham. Again, the talk of the town is the world is coming to an end. Believe me, guys, 15, 20 years down the line, and again, Allah knows best what will happen. Again, some major incident will be taking place in different corners of the globe. And you and I, again, will be talking about the world coming to an end. It seems like 
the end of the world, the final hour, it excites us. It seems like that the final hour, doomsday, qiyamah, call it what you like. It seems like that this excites us. And the reason I say it excites us, I mean, look at today, how many people you have sitting here? Would you have this type of gathering if we were talking about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the birth of Rasulullah or the life of Rasulullah or the revelations upon Rasulullah or we were talking about how the Quran was revealed or we were talking about how you should offer your salah correctly or if we were talking about the masail pertaining zakat or masail pertaining to hajj or umrah never in a million years would you have thousands and thousands of people attending gatherings if we were talking on subjects like this? So the hour excites us. And the reason I say this is, you don't see anyone hardly in this day and age fulfilling their purpose in life. You do not see people waking up during the night and prostrating before the Lord of the Arshan Kursi and begging for Allah's mercy. Repenting and turning to Allah. My young friends, look at our masajid. There's over a thousand masajid in this country, in England. And these masajid that we have built, they're costing millions and millions of pounds. Yet, my young friends, when will you ever see the masjid fall? Tell me, you will see the masjid fall on a Jumu'ah. Or you will see the masjid fall on the day of Eid. And even then on a Jumu'ah, when the Imam sits on his member or his chair, and he begins to deliver a reminder, if Jumu'ah is at 1 o'clock, and the Imam sits there at half past 12, the masjid will be empty. You'll only have a handful of old men. When will the masjid be full? When the Imam is on the verge of delivering the khutbah, and on the verge of leading the Jumu'ah prayer, and as soon as Jumu'ah prayer comes to an end, the masjid is empty. On normal prayer, you will find 50 people. You will find 100 people, if you're lucky, depending on the area that you live in. Yet, in that very area, you will find thousands and thousands of Muslims. Our masjids are crying at this moment in time. And they're shedding tears of blood. We are not praying as we should be praying. We are not bowing down as we should be bowing down. We are not prostrating as we should be prostrating. We are not elevating the kalima la ilaha illallah as we should be elevating the kalima la ilaha illallah. We do not fast as we should be fasting. We are not performing the hajj as we should be performing the hajj. We are not giving our zakat as we should be giving zakat. We are not donating in the path of Allah as we should be donating in the path of Allah. We are not helping our Muslim brothers across the globe as we should be helping our Muslim brothers across the globe. My young friend, what excites you with regards to the day of judgment? Does this excite you? That you will stand before the Lord of the Arsh and Kursi. You will stand before the Lord of the heavens and the earth. My young friend, 
you will stand before the Lord of the entire universe, the Lord of everything that exists out there. And you will stand behind him on a day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be angry like never before. You will come before the Lord of the Ashan Kursi. Laysa baynaka wa bayna hijab. On that day, there will be no barrier between you and Allah. Laysa baynaka wa bayna hijab. On that day, there will be no curtain between you and Allah. There will be no veil between you and Allah. There will be no wall between you and Allah. O Insan, O Abdullah, O Abdurrahman, O Arshad, you will directly stand before the greatest of all beings on a day when Allah will be angry like never before. Picture this in your mind's eye, kid, because you're going to be there and you better believe it. This is no joke, my young friend. This is not entertainment. Every single one of us will become before our master when Allah will be angry like never before. On a day when Allah will punish like no being within this universe can punish, you will come and you will stand before him and he will make you pay in a manner no being within this universe can make you pay. He will hold you to account, my young friend, for every breath that you took whilst you were alive. He will hold you to account for every second of life that you lived. He will hold you to account for every word your tongue uttered. He will hold you to account for every sin that you committed. He will hold you to account for every wrong that you did whilst you were in the dunya. I ask you, my young friend, is this what excites you with regards to the akhirah? Is this what excites you with regards to the hereafter? Is this what excites you with regards to the final hour? I ask you, my young friend, is this what excites you? You will come on the plane of resurrection. What do you think you will see? You will see the creation of Allah. You will see Jahannam, a huge creation of Allah. Allah has sworn, Your little mind, my little mind, cannot even comprehend the size of Jahannam. And Allah is swearing, I will fill Jahannam with the humankind. I will fill Jahannam with the jinn kind. Jahannam contains all types of punishment. Punishment which my little mind cannot conceive. Punishment which your little mind cannot conceive. From scorpions to snakes to zamharir. And then the fire of Jahannam. A fire which is more hotter than any fire that you will find within this universe. Any fire that you will find within the dunya. The fire of hell is a hundred times more hotter than any fire that you find inside the dunya. And the fire of hell, my young friend, is not yellow or orange like you find in the dunya. The fire of hell, my young friend, is absolutely black. Jahannam contains the fire of hell. You will see that Jahannam will be brought on the plane of resurrection. It will have 70,000 rains on every rain. On every rain, there will be 70,000 angels pulling 
bringing Jahannam. As Jahannam on that day will be angry like never before. Because Allah will be angry like never before. And when Jahannam is brought on the plane of resurrection, and Jahannam takes a breath, Believe me, kid, you're going to be there. You're going to see this. You're going to be part of this movie. You're going to be the producer. You're going to be the director. And you're going to be the main star. When Jahannam is brought on that plane of resurrection, every man from the first to the last will fall flat in prostration before the Lord of the Arshan Gursi. Every man from the first till the last where they will fall flat in prostration and they will begin to beg like they've never begged in their entire lives. They will beg Allah for His mercy. They will beg Allah for His raham and karam and they will beg Allah for His protection. I ask you, my young friend, what excites you with regards to the akhirah? What excites you with regards to the day of judgment? This, that you will be there and see if you can picture this in your mind's eye. See if you can visualize this in your mind's eye. Because kid, this is no joke. This is reality. You're going to be there. You're going to see this. And if you do not see what I'm telling you at this moment in time, you can hold my neck before the Lord of the Arsan Kursi on the day of judgment. I swear by Allah, if you do not see what I'm saying now, you can hold my neck before the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, you know what, that guy from Braford was an absolute liar. What he said was a lie. You're going to see this, you better believe it. You're going to see this, you're going to be there. It will be the greatest congregation ever seen. It will be the greatest congregation ever seen. You know, the congregation in Hajj is just a doddle in comparison to what you're going to see on the day of judgment. By the grace of Allah, you've traveled from far and wide here. There's several thousand people here. You can feel the heat as I'm addressing you at this moment in time. Sweat is pouring down my back. I can feel the intense heat in this gathering. Picture this in your mind's eye. Every single man that Allah has ever created from the first man till the last man will be on a flat white plane. The earth will be stretched like rubber. Have you seen an elastic band? The earth will be stretched. There will be no trees. There will be no mountains. No refuge. No place to hide. Every single man that Allah has created from the first man, Hazrat Adam salam, to the last man that Allah will create before the day of judgment, will be on this flat white plane. Can you imagine the heat? If this is how much heat in this masjid at this moment in time, just two, three thousand people sitting in this gathering, if this is the heat that it's generating, can you imagine how much heat billions and billions of people that Allah has created at this moment in time there are several billion people how many people do you think Allah has created from the first man till the last month they will all be there nobody will be able to hide there is no refuge there is no escape no heaven will give you shelter no earth will be you be able to hide not only the humankind my young friends all the jinn kind and the jinn kind outnumber the humankind by thousands and thousands and thousands. All of the jinn kind will be on the plane of resurrection. All the shayateen that Allah has ever created will be on the plane of resurrection. 
every animal that Allah has ever created will be on the plane of resurrection. You know, at this moment in time, mashallah, you're sitting in such a manner that you can stretch your arms, maybe you can stretch your legs, maybe you can turn around and you won't be on top of somebody's face. For those of you especially that are sitting on the front, on that day, my young friends, you will picture this in your mind's eye. So you've got these zillions and zillions of people from the first to the last on this flat white plane. And you will be standing so close together, so close together that you will be literally on top of one another. You will literally be on top of one another. There's no such thing as stretching your arms. There's no such thing as relaxing. There's no such thing as stretching your legs. My young friend, you will be so close together, so close together, that our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu said, إِنَّ الْأَقْدَامَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِثْلُ النَّبْلِ فِي الْقَرْنِ وَالسَّعِيدِ الَّذِي يَجِدُ لِقَدَمَيْءِ مَوْضِئًا يَدْعُهُمَا That on the day of judgment, feet will be like arrows in a pouch. Have you seen arrows in a pouch? All on top of one another, so close together. Rasulullah is saying, feet of mankind on that day will be like arrows in a pouch. Fortunate will be that person who can find a place for his feet on the day of judgment. You will not be able to find a place to put your foot on the ground. So it's actually touching the zameen. So it's actually touching the earth. Rasulullah is saying, you'll be on top of one another. Fortunate will be that person out of those zillions that can get some stability for his feet, that his feet can actually touch the ground. So billions and billions of people, picture this in your mind's eye, because you're going to be there, all on top of one another, never mind stretching, you can't even place your feet on the ground. And then next, how much heat do you think that will generate? You know, if that doesn't kill you, then you know what, after this, Allah will bring the sun closer. The sun will be brought close. How far is the sun at this moment in time? The scientists say the sun is millions and millions of miles away. It's been a hot day today. 30 degrees, 35 degrees, and what do you see? Off will come the trousers. Off will come the t-shirt. We can't tolerate the heat. 30 degrees, 35 degrees, we can't tolerate it. We can't sleep at night. We become itchy, agitated. We become restless. We begin to toss and turn. It's too much for our bodies. 30, 35 degrees. I ask you, my young friend, when you're standing so close, zillions and zillions of you, and then the sun is brought close to you, how close do you think the sun will be brought, my young friend? Our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Miqdari meal. The word meal in Arabic can mean one of two things. Miqdari meal. Meal as in mile. It will be, not a, a millions and millions of miles away, it will be literally one mile from your heads. And the second meaning, and many a muhaddithin has taken this meaning. Meal in Arabic, is that needle which you use to place surma inside your eyes. Needle which you use to play, place antimony colorium inside your eyes, which literally is about this big. So the sun 
will literally be around one span above your head. Tell me, my young friends, millions and millions of people on top of one another, if that doesn't kill you, and then you've got the to deal with the sun, which will literally be above your head. And yeah, you're right. You're going to sweat like you've never sweated in your entire life. And you know this sweat that you will sweat, it will be down to the sins that you committed. The more sins that you committed in the dunya, the more sweat you will be in in the hereafter on the day of judgment. This is why when you're standing there amongst these zillions and zillions of people, you can't move to your right. You can't move to your left. Everyone's intermingled on the plane of resurrection. You're standing there. Next to you is a shaitan. Next to him is an animal. Next to him is a jinn. Next to him is something else. Like this, everyone's intermingled. Man next to beast, beast next to jinn, jinn next to shaitan, shaitan next to animal. So you can't move to your right. You can't move to your left. The sun above your head. And now you begin to sweat. You will see people there. Some of them are, are in sweat according to their ankles. Some of them, their sweat is up to their knees. Some of these people, they are in sweat up to their waist. Some of these people, they're in sweat up to their chest. And some of them are literally in sweat up to their necks. And they're struggling to keep their heads above the sweat, their own sweat. They are literally drowning in their own sweat. If you're in sweat because of your sins, according to your, up to your uncle, my young friend, the person next to you can be in sweat right up to his waist because of his sins. Don't use uncle that this can't happen. Because this being of Allah doesn't work on uncle. Doesn't work on intellect. Though majority of the ahkam and the laws of Allah confirm to intellect. But our deen doesn't work on akal. It works on naqal. It works on the teachings of Allah and His Rasul And even if the teachings go against the akal, but they are in accordance with the naqal, we will take the teachings and we will leave our intellect to one side. Isn't that the case? When you make masa, what do you make masa on? Your leather socks, do you do it at the bottom of your feet or the top of your feet? On the top, on the top of the sock. Yet, Akal says, you walk, it's the bottom of your foot that the sole touches the ground. So you should make masa at the bottom of your feet. But you make it on top, why? Because this was the teachings of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa We don't go by Akal, we go by Nakal. You make Tayammum in the absence of water, you will make Tayammum. You will make Tayammum for, for Wudu, you will make Tayammum for Ghusl. Now, Akal says, Midi earth is not a purifier. If you use the earth, you don't become clean, but you become more dirty because the earth is dirty. This is what the intellect says. But we don't go by the intellect. Why? Because Allah orders in the Quran, for tayammum sa'idun tayyibah. If you can't find water, you will make tayammum. So the deen of Allah runs on naqal and not on akal. So when you're on that plane of resurrection, don't use your akal. How can that be? That when you're in a swimming pool, if you're in five foot of water, the guy standing next to you will be in five foot of water. Ain't going to work like that on the day of judgment, my friend. If you are in sweat up to your ankles because of the sins that you committed, it's so possible that the person next to you has committed more sin. And even though he's right next to you, he will be in sweat up to his waist. He will be in sweat up to his Chest. He will be in sweat that he can barely keep his head out. 
And you know what? If that hasn't killed you and made you cry like you've never cried before, you know what will happen next? Now, the doors of hell will be open on the plane of resurrection. The doors of hell, the fire of hell, which has become black. Why? Because Allah has given it fuel and it's been burning for thousands and thousands of years. When you start a fire, when you add fuel, and you continuously add fuel, my young friends, the fire becomes hotter and hotter. The fire of hell has been burning for thousands and thousands of years. The doors will open and the hot air will blow in your faces and it will roast them. What do you think will happen? And you know the smell. Prophet has described the smell on the plane of resurrection. That the smell will be worse than rotten corpses. The smell, any, the, 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 the most rotten corpse that you've ever come across in the dunya, the smell on the plane of resurrection will be worse than this. Yeah, in your house, what happens when a mouse dies? A small mouse dies under the floorboard and you can't locate it. You can't find it. My young friends, that stench is unbearable. You can't sleep in the same house if you've got a dead mouse inside that house. If this is the smell of one little mouse, my young friend, what do you think the smell will be like on the plane of resurrection? And when you're suffering like this, like never before, on top of one another, can't find a place for your feet, the sun above your head, drowning in sweat, the doors of Jahannam open. You know what people are going to say to Allah? People will not be able to tolerate this. And they will begin to say to Allah, Ya Rabbi, irsaluka bi ilan nar ahwan alayya min majid. Oh Allah, enough is it enough. Oh Allah, I beg you, I can't tolerate this. Oh Allah, I beg you, just do my fesla. Oh Allah, I beg you, never mind doing hisab. Just send me to the fire of hell. I can't tolerate this anymore. He will say to Allah, Oh Allah, the punishment of hell is a lot lighter than what I'm experiencing at this moment in time. Forget my hisab and kitab. Just send me to the fire of hell. My young friends, they will be saying this because they will not be able to tolerate what will happen on the plane of resurrection. There is no comparison between what will happen on the day of judgment and what will take place in the fire of hell. What will take place on Jahannam? My young friends, the, the day of judgment, it's just 50,000 years long. And you will suffer for those that have wronged themselves and neglecting the teachings of Allah and His Rasul and disobeyed Him and just didn't have time for Allah. You will suffer for 50,000 years long. But my young friends, what you will suffer on the day of judgment, this is just the beginning. This is just an introduction. This is just a taste for what Allah has prepared in, in the fire of hell. What Allah has prepared in Jahannam. Because Allah created Jahannam to punish people. And Allah can punish like no being can ever punish. And my young friends, the punishment of hell for those that don't believe is forever and ever and ever. There is no end to the punishment of Jahannam for those that don't believe. I ask you, my young friend, is this what excites you with regards to the final hour? This is just the beginning. You're going to be there. You're going to see this. 
What excites you? Because the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, says anyone who invites towards the action, he, he shares benefit in the action, whether it's good or bad. Anyone who invites towards an action, a good deed or a bad deed, he shares the half of that deed. So if, you, if I knock on your door while you're watching TV and I says, Brother Fulani, let's go steal this car. And you come with me. You receive an evil action because you followed me. I received two because I invited you. So if you willfully take your clothes off before the people on my space and openly commit the haram before all imams, all the scholars, all the common people, then know that anyone that look at your page is committing a sin because they didn't lower Because the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, says anyone who invites towards the action, he, he shares benefit in the action, whether it's good or bad. Anyone who invites towards an action, a good deed or a bad deed, 